Hi, and welcome to Cameron's Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We hope you're blessed by today's message. Father, we want to thank you for our brother this morning. We pray that uh, he will be used by you to encourage us, but also, Lord, to steer in us what we need, especially, Lord, in this church, so we be a powerful witness for our neighborhood. Not only for our neighborhood, but we'll take the word of God to the ends of the earth. In Jesus' name, we ask you for your anointing over his life. And thank you for my brother and his wife here with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So he will introduce his wife later on for us. So let's watch the video. Thank you, brother. Mission. What is mission? It's over 200 years of matching God's word with deed. It's our storied Baptist history and a world still in need. We're shaped by our past as we look to the future. It's you and it's us. It's we working together as BMS World Mission, uniting believers to change the world. Will you join us? In over 30 countries, from cities to the most remote places, we tackle injustice and suffering in desperate places. We walk with refugees and those forced to leave home. We share the good news of Jesus where it's never been known. And why do we do all that we do? To make real the fullness of life and the hope that knowing Jesus will bring. Changing the world is no small task, but through prayer, through partnership, through giving, we'll do more than all we can imagine or ask. Together, we let children be children by building pathways to school. We care for God's planet and so grow, reap food for all. We deliver aid when disaster hits and help prepare for the worst. We plant churches and seedlings to nourish spiritual thirst. We train local medics to heal lives marked by deep strife. We see communities flourish and improve quality of life. Together we can do all this. And to do it all, we need you. Because while God calls us, we'll answer. Until his work is through. To celebrate this Diversity International Sunday with Cambros Baptist, as, as you've seen from the video, I work with the BMS World Mission, which is a Baptist uh, world mission that started about 231 years ago, when the Baptists from England sent missionaries across the world. Today, we work in over 30 countries in Africa, Latin America, in Asia. But it started when Baptists in England sent missionaries such as William Carey to work in India. So it's wonderful today as we celebrate the diversities at Camrose uh, in England, in London, as we think about the mission of a church. Where in the past we sent missionaries to the ends of the earth, today the earth, the, the, the nations have also come uh, into every local uh, cities, uh, particularly in the in Europe. So let me read a, a selection of portion of scripture from Romans chapter eight, looking at the role of a church as a pain 
bearing community, how we can learn to bless one another, to listen to the diversities of challenges among the nations, and what is the mission of a church today as a pain-bearing community. So Romans chapter 8, verse 17, the Apostle Paul says that if we are children, we are heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. We share in his sufferings in order that we may share in his glory. So Christians believe that God gave us an inheritance. It is a spiritual inheritance in Christ. One day, we all are united to be this multinational kingdom of God. But it is not always the case. Because often, sometimes in the history of the nation, Christians interpreted this. This inheritance means it's only for the Christians. And all the enemies of God are people of other faiths, other religions, other cultures. Only we will inherit the kingdom of God. So we will revisit this. Paul is saying that when we look at creation in verse 19, it waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and the glory of the children of God. Verse 22, it says that the whole creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth. So here's the first picture. Paul says when we think about the church, we also look at the whole creation. And Paul says the creation is groanings. What kind of groanings? Uh, sometimes we think about the world today. There's poverty. The BMS, one of our focus of ministry, has been to share the resources of the Baptists or the Christians in the UK. We raise annually about seven to eight million pounds and we distribute it into the world today. Of course, that is not sufficient to meet all the needs of the world. But we look at every five years, the United Nations Global Poverty Index. If you go on United Nations, you look at rich countries, you look at poor countries, and we try to look at 20 poorest countries in the world and devote about, try to work in about 10 out of the 20 poorest countries. So based on those, we say we have a team about serving the most marginalized. So every year, we collect 7 to 8 million pounds and we devote in to work in, in the poorest country. So today, uh, so every five years, we will review where are the poorest countries in the world. We seek to bring education, healthcare, community work. And, and so we work, for example, in Chad, uh, in, in Mozambique, in, in Sudan, poorest country. In Asia, we work in Nepal, in some parts of India, in Bangladesh. We work in Afghanistan, in, in North Korea. So a number of these poor countries, 
BMS seeks to help the church to meet the humanitarian needs of society. So we call it the most marginalized. But creation is groaning. It is not just the physical needs of the nations. It is also the spiritual needs. So BMS has this focus called the least evangelized world. It's wonderful to see all these flags here. It represents the different nations of our world. Now, if we are to look at nations, not only dividing into economic uh, division, but also look at the spiritual needs of the nation. So there are so-called Christianized nations, but not all of them are Christians, like Europe today. Although traditionally we are the Christian continent, today Europe is a post-Christian nation. Many countries in Europe, actually people do not know the Lord. But there are also Muslim countries. You can think about some of this if you can recognize those flags in the Middle East, Muslim countries in North Africa, uh, in Southeast Asia where I come from, Malaysia and Singapore, major Muslim countries. So Malaysia, the neighbor of Malaysia is a country called Indonesia. Anyone from Indonesia here? Not yet. You need to go and find, invite an Indonesian. You know, Indonesia, about 260, 270 million people. In fact, there are more Muslims in Indonesia alone than all the Muslims in Arab countries in the Middle East. Just as an example. You know, for us, we only think of Muslims. You know, we, we seldom think about the diversities of Islam. I grew up uh, in a Buddhist home. My, my family are Buddhists, and, and there are many Buddhist com- countries. Majority of these countries are still with less than 1% Christians. So just a simple test. Where are the most Buddhist countries that you know of? Can you say? <laughs> Thailand, did I hear? Yes? Sri Lanka, Japan, yeah, right. So many of these Buddhist countries, again, they have less than 1% Christians. So for BMS, today, how we look at the world, the most marginalized, we work in the poorest countries to bring humanitarian, economic, community development, but also looking at bringing the gospel to what we call the least evangelized region. So among Muslim countries, we, we say we work in Afghanistan, we work in Lebanon, and we train people to reach out into the Middle East. And uh, also working in Thailand, for example, planting churches. So where there are countries with less than 5% Christians, BMS seek to empower the national churches to bring the gospel, to plant churches, bring the gospel in this country. So think about the world today. As you look at these Diversity Sundays, what a privilege that God has brought you from different nations into London and their diverse communities here. But the mission of the church is both welcoming migrants here locally, but also bringing the gospel to the ends of the earth. So creation is groaning. When Paul says creation is groaning for us, as we celebrate these Diversity Sundays, we think about the wider world, the most marginalized regions. God has blessed us. 
we, well, we may say we are poor, but when you compare to many countries in Africa, I just came back from Chad, for example, in South Sudan, in Mozambique, there's tremendous poverty around our world. But also, they are least evangelized. You know, of course, people can come to Christ here in, in London, right? Uh, we, sometimes we think mission is we just do it in London. But you think what many of these Buddhist countries, Muslim countries, Hindu countries in, in North India, Hindu countries, our sister spread in, in Tamil, we think about major needs in, in India. You can travel in many of these world religions countries for a thousand miles without a single church. And many of these countries, even today, 2,000 years later, Jesus has died on the cross. The gospel is available for all nations. We have the internet globalization. Many migrants are in our countries. Still, the needs of the gospel are around the world. So when you think about Paul saying creation is groaning, as we celebrate the gospel in our midst, let us pray for the world. Let us think about the wider needs. The third area that BMS, if you were listening to the, the video, we have three main areas. One is the most marginalized, second is the least evangelized, and the third area we call people on the move. And this is mainly, uh, traditionally, we look at sub-Saharan Africa, and people move from, why there's migrants coming to Europe? Because of poverty, right? And, and the root of the problem is people need livelihood. So from sub-Saharan Africa, they move up to North Africa. So we have worked, for example, in Tunisia, following the migrations. But today, migrants is not only from sub-Saharan Africa going to North Africa, they are going into Europe. So we have worked in Lesbos, for example. This third area, people on the move, is looking at how churches in Europe learn to welcome migrants. So when the church is a community that bears the pain of the groaning creation, then God will bring the migrants to himself. And this is a wonderful thing, where Paul is saying in verse 23, not only so, not only creation is groaning, we, the church, learns to groan with the groaning of creation. So there's these two things here that's happening. One is when we celebrate International Sundays as a church, we are mindful of creation is groaning, but we, the church, in a small way, we want to identify with the groanings of creation. We want to remember many of us, maybe first or second generation Christians, or first or second generation migrants, right? Sometimes we forget that our forefathers were migrants as well. Or we may be the first generation. Why is it that God, in his sovereignty, brought you out of your homeland, traveled through thousands of miles, and then now we are comfortable in, in England? Of course, you may say, I'm poor, I'm not comfortable. But compared to migrants, compared to refugees, there's this narrative that these migrants should stay out, you know, out of Europe. But the church, if it's truly to be a church, 
that take seriously what Paul is saying. Not only migrants are groaning, we the church learn to groan with the aspiration, with the longing of migrants. So if you go back and look at verse 23, it says, we the church are the first fruits of the Spirit. We groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption of sonship. Now Paul, when he says the church is groaning, he, he links that in verse 19 earlier, that creation is groaning. And then the church is groaning. It is not, the church groaning is separate from the groaning of the world. What are the groanings of the church? <laughs> Sometimes we fight <laughs> against each other. Sometimes we quarrel over the issues of the church. Paul is saying, no, look at the needs of the world. The church is to be the only community that exists for the benefit of its non-members. Right? If we are truly to be a church, of course we enjoy fellowship. We are one in Christ. But when we are truly the church, we exist not only for the benefit of Christians. We as a church seeks to be a community, a pain-bearing community, meeting the needs of community around us. First, within this Camrose, Ashware area, that this is your community. So we exist on Sunday to worship, to celebrate the gospel in our midst. But the mission of a church is to say that on Monday to Friday, you are out in your community through your work. And you come back and be encouraged. So lastly, Paul is saying, creation is groaning. We, the church, learn to be a pain-bearing community of our society. If we do that, Paul says in verse 26, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness and the Spirit intercedes us through wordless grain, groans. Even when we do not have words, the Spirit will intercede according to the will of God. So have you heard these words called Russian doll? Russian doll is you have a doll, <laughs> you open up, there's an exact replica inside another doll, and you open up another doll. They say you have Putin, <laughs> Gorbachev. You know, you open up the doll, you have the Russian doll. Likewise, here is a metaphor. Like the church, you know, when the church identifies with the groaning of creation, you open up the church, the world is a groaning, the church is growing. Here, Paul says, you meet the groaning spirits. You encounter the spirits. Because when you seek to identify with the pains of the world, the divisions of society, sometimes it is groans. Sometimes we, ex we experience it a little bit in the church. Isn't it? Why can't this church do it this way? You know, you are a multi-ethnic church. I can see here, there's no dominant culture. Right? There's no dominant culture. That means you, there's no culture that dominates. And that is quite painful. Right? Sometimes we all have different cultures. And, and, uh, you know, they, they have this joke, not just Russian joke. Uh, they, 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 the Russian says that we are the greatest nations in the world. This is not what Putin says. He says, Yuri Gagarin. He's Russian. He's the first person to go out to the 
outer space. Any Americans here? One, two, three, four, yeah. And the American says, no, Russia is not the greatest nation. We Americans are the greatest nation. Not Yuri Gagarin, Neil Armstrong. We are the first to reach the moon. America is the greatest nation. So these two great superpower in the world. Any Malaysians here? Yeah, Ruth and me. We Malaysians, these Malaysians, when they heard Americans and Russians were quarreling, he said, we Malaysians are the greatest nation on earth. And the Americans and the Russians look at these Malaysians. He said, we'll be the first nation to reach the sun. <laughs> and they all laughed. They said, you know, do you understand this Malaysian? You don't study science. You know, thousands of miles before you reach the sun, your rocket will melt. The Malaysian says, no problem. The secret is, we go at night. <laughs> you know, it, it may be a joke, and later we'll celebrate the diversities of the food and culture, right? But there will be time that part of your pain is when you don't feel your brothers or sisters in church understand your culture. You know, and we live, pastor says, in between times. One day in heaven, we will all be one. But while we are on earth, we need to bear one another's pain. We need to forgive one another. We need to celebrate each other's culture in Christ. But when we do that, then we are ready to be a missional community. Muslims, Buddhists, Hindu, secularists, they will come into the church and they will experience the power of the gospel, a microcosm of being a missional community. We are not perfect, you know, we all fight, but we celebrate the Lord's Supper looking forward to that day, that one day in heaven, there's no culture that dominates. Every culture will be celebrated. So I close this challenging you. Maybe God is inviting you to Christ. You have not left behind your culture or you have not left behind your religion. Of course, during football, Brazil will win. <laughs> but apart from football, we, we seek to honor each other's culture, right? We need to be able to say, this is unique. When you think about many parts in Latin America, in Africa, in Asia, the church generally is dominated by one culture. But in a place like London, often a true church seeks to welcome nationality. And we are not there yet. Many churches in UK would prefer a dominant culture. It could be white or African or Asian church. And, and the Latin American go to the level. You know, we are all ethnic churches. But here, you seek to be a microcosm of that one day where we celebrate our culture. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that this wonderful scripture can speak into our hearts of the mission of Cambros Baptist Church in this context of multi-ethnic diversities. 
We pray, Lord, use us to go across culture within this church. When out of that, we participate in the mission of a church in the world. We pray for the least evangelized world. We pray for the most marginalized world. And we pray for migrants in our midst. For remember, we too were migrants. We pray that as we are united, that the groaning church in the context of a groaning creation, we will encounter the groaning spirit himself. So bless us today. Encourage us as we celebrate the Lordship of Jesus among all nationalities and all nations. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. If you want more information about Camrose Baptist Church, visit our website, www.camrosebc.org.uk. Follow us on Instagram at Camrose Baptist Church and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Camrose Baptist Church Edgeware. 